The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody, welcome to the Fit Fighter Podcast, the podcast gym for inspirational fitness talk. I am your host, TJ Williams, certified fitness instructor, and I'm here to talk about my um, fitness uh, adventures, discussing and analyzing fitness-based subjects, and highlighting individuals involved in fitness, past, present, and future. All right, for those who are just tuning in, this is a pre-recorded um, episode, so whatever I talk about in this episode will be either coming up or the past. All right, it's just a little update on me. Uh, I, uh, like I mentioned in my um, previous episode, I recently got surgery on my knee. So I'm currently recovering, which seems pretty good. And um, from the looks of it, I'm probably going to end up getting into therapy soon. So I just got to make sure um, uh, see what happened with my up- upcoming appointment. So, I mean, less pain now, but really it's just, I got the surgery done and, and it's all over. So that recovery is more important right now. All right. So for this episode, um, I got guests coming from the same location I am, my hometown, Niagara Falls. All right. He's the owner of uh, Stacks. So it's uh, stand for um, Strengths Training and Conditioning. So it's a personal training and uh, performance center up in Niagara Falls. And um, I like to introduce everybody to uh, Al Marcantonio. So he agreed to come on the show and talk about his story. Yeah. So how are we doing over there? I'm doing good, man. How's the knee feeling? Oh, it's a lot better now. I mean, I'm still on this um immobilizer. I right, mean, I right. I can't do any fitness, so that was makes me mad a little bit. So yeah, uh, yeah. So do you have like uh physical therapy for that coming up? Yeah, so once I have my appointment with the prep uh the orthopedics, uh they'll determine like what I need to do and they'll schedule like the uh, physical therapy. So really I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure that's like that's like <laughs> that's gonna be like working out again in in some ways, right? I'm yeah. sure you miss it. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, at least once I get my legs, um, my knees, um, operating properly, I mean, I'll be able to do a little bit of cardio, but not right. that, not can extreme. You, can you do any like push-ups or anything like that, or like even like a sit-up? Man, I mean, pretty much. Um, I don't want to go too low to the ground, so usually I have my bed. Or, oh, that's true. I, yeah, so I mean, I can't bend my knee yet, so let's get there. Uh, yeah, stuff. I have a few clients with uh, knee issues, but you know, if you're persistent enough, you know, you can bounce back from almost anything. And plus, I know you're not going to give up uh, all the martial arts and uh, working out. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Luckily, luckily, I don't have to test physically uh, no more. So, I mean, that's all over. But yet, yeah, I got my master rank coming up. So, Ooh. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, man. And what uh, specifically in what like uh, what's the martial art? Well, technically, it's the Chuck Norris system, but in like like other people would say it's um Tank Sudo. So that's oh uh, yeah, no, I've heard of that. Yeah, it, and it's funny. It's actually, I think, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say Chuck Norris got me into martial arts. Like when I was real young, I didn't actually get to do any martial arts until like after high school, though. So like, I remember see just seeing him do the spinning kicks. <laughs> Still to this day, I try to uh, master like I guess in Taekwondo, it's called wheel kick. Just for fun, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, it's it's hard to get because, you know, 
but like I, I'll still try to practice it just just because of Chuck Norris, a huge inspiration. Yeah, that and Jean Claude Van Damme. I always try to do the helicopter oh kick, you know. <laughs> what what gets me is the splits. It's crazy to me, especially when uh, you see a real muscular guy doing splits. Uh, like um, you ever heard of Crow Cop? Fought in MMA and Pride. He did the. He's like the real Jean Claude Van Damme. Like he does the splits on the blocks. You know what I'm talking about? And like, he's got thunder thighs on him. And it's like, sometimes I'm like, ah, you know, I work out too much to be flexible. And then I see someone like that. I'm like, ah, I better get to stretching. <laughs> you know? hey. But um, yeah, I definitely need some more flexibility because I also do um, jujitsu and stuff. But um, no. yeah, which a lot of people don't know. Cause I'm, I think a lot of people know me from like one, one niche. Like they're like, oh, Al, the, you know, power lifter. Oh, Al, like they know me from like one area. And I kind of like spread myself pretty thin. I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. You know, yeah. So we're gonna get into that um Brazilian jiu-jitsu later. So, but we're gonna try. We're gonna bring everything back to the beginning with you. I mean, I understand your your family's surrounded with fitness. You know, you got. I I believe you have three sisters, right? I have three older sisters. Yep. Oh man, and all of them are into fitness. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. Um, little known fact, like back when back when like um the bikini division and bodybuilding was like just brand new. My sisters like won the Buffalo, uh, the Rochester, all that with the Primarano group. They were, they cleaned house. They like won every competition they were in those two mm-hmm. Venus and Melody, Venus and Melody. So like, um, they're, they're kind of just like more focused on the career now, but like just, uh, fitness and health in my family is just all around all the time. So I was destined to get involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. So can you tell me how you were like before you got into fitness? I mean, of course, I know your father was in the fitness. I know I see him at the gym like periodically. I mean, that's pretty much is your that your push into fitness. Yeah. So actually what happened was um, when my dad was uh, I think I believe my dad went to the doctors and they were like, yeah, like you're getting older now. You should probably, you know, start working out, watching your diet. And we were all just little kids by then. And I just saw him lift weights. He, you know, he's not doing, he's not like power lifting or doing any martial arts or nothing, but he's lifting weights. So I'm like, uh, right around like third and fourth, fifth grade, like elementary school, I see him working out. And of course, you know, I try to do it. So like, and it's like, you know, obviously it's not real workouts, but it's like me trying to do pushups, me trying to do sit-ups me run i'm running around the building think it's like a mile or something like that it's really not even like a city block but like that's still like it kind of like was ingrained in my head i remember the um weights that he had it was the the ones filled with sand you know the plates like the for the dumbbells and barbells they were filled with sand and there was this booklet that showed you these old school like 70s workouts from when he used to work out as a kid and i started in middle school i started like actually working out like like i said super wrong but i started lifting like actually using weights everything i was doing was so wrong you know nothing was hard but you know but the habit stayed there you know and that's what's important that's what i think um it's super important if you have kids to have them see you work out because they're going to want to do whatever you do you know see them you know you try to make an effort with the diet because that's a big deal to them it'll it'll uh as you grow up Things you learn as you grow up, I notice, kind of like stay with you for a long time. It's like uh, kind of like they say, like, oh, you can't teach uh, an old dog new tricks. I wouldn't say that's true. But when you grow up with something, it's like really instilled in there. So if you grow up with bad habits or not working out, it's really hard to kind of like include it in your life later. That's what I found anyway. So I just basically grew up 
working out and my sister like ran cross country. She worked out. And of course she got into bodybuilding. I never got into bodybuilding, but I did end up lifting weights and eventually going into powerlifting um, after high school. In high school, I played pretty much every sport I could get my hands on, um, which also obviously reinforced all the working out. And, and I think that's what kept me from just working out and lifting weights is the athletic stuff. Cause you know, I noticed if I just lift weights, you know, you can't be athletic. You got to run. Um, running was big. All the sports I played football, wrestling, lacrosse track. I did one year across country. So everything I played involves some sort of running. Now I know people are like, Oh, wrestling that's involved. I did more running and wrestling than I did in any other of those sports, even cross country. You ran upstairs on the mats, sprinted, so running, people wouldn't think of me as a runner, but I've, I've been running. I ran before I lifted weights probably around that city block or not even the city block. I ran around the old, the old high school at the neck, but, um, yeah, pretty much after that, uh, I went to powerlifting and then since I didn't wrestle no more and I didn't wrestle in college, that's when I got into uh jujitsu. So that's the sort of how the timeline goes anyway. Oh. Um, but yeah, I managed to like at a very low level, you know, uh, collect a couple trophies with um, some state records. Of course, the kids are beasts today, so I don't hold any any records besides the bench press. Uh, yeah, dude, it's crazy. You go online, you go on Instagram right now, you get a little intimidated real quick. You just see like 17-year-old kids lifting 600 pounds, mm-hmm. and you're like, yo, what are they feeding these kids, man? But, you know, time moves on, man. That's that's how it works, right? So, but no, yeah, I, I just... uh after high school, that's when I really, I felt like, um, I was a late bloomer. So that's when I actually felt like I was fulfilling my athletic potential, even now still kind of trying to hold on. Right. Um, but yeah, I love jujitsu. I love just all martial arts. I jujitsu is the only one I competed in, but you know, like I said, I practice my Chuck Norris kicks, um, go kickboxing at fight sport. That's on Whitmer road. That's the one I go to. And then the jujitsu place I go to is, um, Niagara Falls BJJ. But yeah, um, I just started like, there was like a layoff in my life though, where I wasn't competing in nothing. So this year I competed in strongman and jujitsu because now I'm getting into strongman. When I was growing up, like I said, when I was in high school, lifting weights, right? I was powerlifting. I followed this one YouTuber called Elliot Holes, strength camp. Um, And he used to do strongman all the time, but we had no strongman stuff. So, and I was like, ah, if I ever had a gym, I was filled with strongman stuff. And back in my day, if you looked up a strongman competition, if you ever found one, they weren't as prevalent as powerlifting. Uh, there were like no weight classes that I could participate in. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I'll just go up, you know, compete anyway. But the, the weight classes were like still now it's like two twenty and down, but you know, you, you know, you learn to cope with it. You roll with the big boys. I'm, you know, I'll try to gather a trophy here and there, but it's tough now, but, um, the sports growing fast enough and they'll have weight classes for everyone pretty soon. But, um, as soon as I opened up stack, I got Atlas stones, I got logs, I got farmer's handles, all that fun stuff. So kind of like, uh, you know, dream fulfilled almost, almost. <laughs> yeah. I can see, man, you definitely have a good story here. And I mean, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I went on for a little bit, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. But really you pretty much, I'm registered everything that you're saying. And, um, of course, it's great that you like 
did everything before you started sports. So you were like prepared for anything that sports um handled to you. Like I can imagine wrestling doing stairs. Yeah. I could I could the one one thing I could think of is Vern Gagne's um uh wrestling. Well, this is like pro wrestling I'm talking about, but you know yeah. what you talk about running up the stairs and running and you know, running up the stairs, you know, I did that in track. And it's like going up and down stairs. Like next, you know, your legs hurt afterwards. It's like you can't even sit down. It's the worst. Yeah. Uh, stairs, you'll never. It's weird. It's like some workouts, you'll never get used to. It's like you run stairs like, you know, 10 times in a row. And you think by the 10th time, oh, you know, it'll be easier this time. It's like, no, nah, it's like you never get used to it. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though. You mentioned um, wrestling, wrestling like WWE. I used to watch that like religiously in like uh, elementary and a little bit in middle school. And now I never watch it. I only watch the UFC. I used to watch um, a bunch of sports. And like the only sport I, I can keep up with now is the UFC. But I am glad the Bills are doing good. That's that's on the side note. Yeah. To be good for the city. Yeah, it's only two games, but, you know, I might get my hopes up. But, you know, I. Right, I, right. Yeah. You, you can't. You can't. This has happened before. Right. But um, to go back to your point. Yeah. Uh, the I think the reason isn't for me doing all these sports is actually not what my people might think like, Oh, Al's good at everything. It's because I think I was bad at everything. So I had to try everything. Like I always thought, um, I was kind of like a Jack of all trades, but like master of none. So what I was trying to do in high school is figure out like my sport. And now I know, like, I don't have, uh, like any type of sport or niche. I'm just kind of everywhere. And that's my strength. My strength is having no strengths, you know, and you know, you learn to do with that. And, if you, um, I think the quote goes, Jack of all trades, master of none. And that always used to bother me a little bit. But um, I learned the full quote, which actually reinforced kind of like how I am now, which is Jack of all trades, master of none, often better than a master of one. So for those, yeah, for those out there that are like, you know, more well-rounded, I encourage you to keep going on that. Like, the, like you don't have to find one thing that you're good at, especially if you, if it's not like innate, like you don't naturally have like one thing you're good at. Like I'm not very fast. Uh, I'm not very like good endurance, but I'm kind of like in between, like you you can work at it. You know what I mean? And like, that can be your strength is like being well-rounded. And I think that's underrated. You know what I mean? Everyone thinks you have to be a specialist. I'm like, look at, if you're a specialist, you, you're like a world-class powerlifter, go break records, become a pro, do what you got to do. But Hey man, it doesn't hurt to be good at everything, man. Just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the whole, I think the whole game of self, um, pretty much is fitness or everything else is diversity and, um, versatility. So that's yeah. the two things that, you know, you have to learn to at least, uh, at least try all these, um, different things. It's like you've been doing, you know, you went from doing like, uh, wrestling, um, cross country and track, and then, uh, you go do a power lifting. And of course, uh, you do strongman, And then of course, uh, um bjj or uh, jujitsu of a kit of yeah course. yeah you know and then definitely versatility it's like you are adapting so it's always wanna... a challenge yeah is what it is like you're always challenging yourself to new because it's like i feel like um not that i'm like mastered anything but once you like uh you get used to like oh i you know uh there's different like like i i was saying today i was in kickboxing um i was like there's kickboxing cardio there's regular cardio and then there's like kickboxing cardio. And then I said, and then there's jujitsu cardio. Like it's all a little bit different. So you think, oh, I've been running all summer. I'm going to be good to hit the bag for, you know, three minutes straight. And then you're like, ooh, my shoulders or like, you know, my hip flexors hurt from kicking. 
And it's like, yeah, it's, it's all different, man. It's a new challenge. You know what I mean? So you, it like, it's almost like the, the game never stops. And then you, I go to jujitsu and it's like, oh, you get you, like my, you know, arms cramp up or my, you know, my hamstring cramps up. Cause you know, I haven't been going or something like that. It's, it's all different. It's like, it's just a new challenge all the time and your body just keeps adapting it. And I think it keeps you like, I guess young, so to speak. I don't want to talk like I'm an old man. Cause it's, I'm not an old man. Me neither. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I don't accept that. But um, I am getting older, so I'm getting more experience. And I, I've been in the game for a while. And like I said, I started early. So, like, I might, first of all, I look young. So that's, that's not working for me. But also people assume based off my age, like, oh, he's, you know, he's probably been, you know, working out for five years. But meanwhile, I made all my mistakes real early on, like when I was a teenager. So. I'm a little bit more experienced for someone my age just because of that. And I'm grateful for it. Um, and the only thing I've experienced is the fact that I have a lot to learn still. There's just so much more. It's like the Dunning-Kruger effect. You, you think you know everything and you realize you don't know anything and then you start over again. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like, like I said, I'm like going for master rank. No, even after I get master rank, I'm still going to learn stuff. I mean, everything yeah. that we do in our style of the Chuck Norris system is uh, really adapting. It's not changing, but it's like evolving. It's like you're t- pretty much taking everything that we um, observe, like like fights on the street. Right. You know, let's face it. Years ago, we didn't have internets, so really, you yeah, couldn't, you couldn't even um, film um, fights. I mean, pretty much, you couldn't camcorders. Probably years ago was like there was no film expect- study. Exactly. I mean, we all, we lived on VHS and um, either DVDs, but now it's like everything is digital. We just put it on YouTube and then you got the whole world watching. So if they yeah. see you out on the street, they know how you fight. So yeah, because it, it's like you got to go off of that one guy that's been in like 10 fights and be like, yeah, this is what happens in street fights, bro. Yeah. They got CC. What is it called? CCTV or something like that or CTV. They got there's cameras everywhere now, basically. Oh. Yeah, but oh, you hear about that one challenge? Just a side note: that one challenge, people—it's so bad. Kids were going around. It's called a knockout challenge, and they're going yeah. around just hitting dudes like from behind. And I was like, "You kidding me right now?" That's not. And here's the thing: that's not even like that's lower than a thug right there because it's like you're not even being fair. Yeah, but um, it's it's funny because like it like if people always ask me, they're like, "Oh yeah, what do you think is best for self defense?" especially like for women or like smaller people. I'm like, look at the, the question you're probably asking is how do you win a street fight? Cause the people that ask me, I'm like, you don't want to know self-defense self-defense. I'll tell you what self-defense is staying away from dark alleys. If someone you don't, if someone's challenging you get away from them, it's, it sounds cowardly, but look, if someone's challenging you to a fight, you run, you don't know. You don't know who they know. You don't know what they got on them. And here's the thing. Let's say you beat him up, you win, use your, you know, Chuck Norris moves or jujitsu moves or whatever, or you're big and strong. Like you don't know who they know and you just start beef for no reason. Like it's overrated to like actually engage. Now, if you actually want to know how to defend yourself, that's a different question. But I think people always want to like, oh, how do I win a street fight so they can go to a bar and handle their beef? But I'm like, yeah, it's overrated, man. Yeah, you see the more you fight, it's the more you learn how to fight, the less fights I've gotten gotten into ever since I was a kid. Like the more I learn, the less like like I guess insecure you are because you're like, oh, I have to prove that I can beat this guy up, or I have to prove I'm not a, a wimp or I'm not scared. Now it's like 
nobody wants to fight. Yeah. I never get into never get into that. It's nonsense. And it's it's growing up in this area, that's a big thing. So you know, I mean, I'm sure like people might ask you the same questions like self-defense and stuff like that all the time. Yeah. I mean, what I tell my students, like, what is your goal when you leave um karate? And I say, and usually I, they just ask like um like I don't know, like some question or some answer, but yeah, I tell them your goal is to go home. And then I say, what's your mindset when you, it's like your mindset is not what you're going to do when you get home is if I'm going to make it home. So mm. that should be their mindset. So really as soon as they get out of karate and get in the car, I mean, they should be thinking about like what to watch out for as um, their parents are driving or what, if they walk to the car, what they should be thinking about. Like a person comes up and attacks. I mean, they got to be at least ready for that. You no, know, like situational walk. awareness. Yeah, so like you, they can't think about what they're gonna do when they get home. They gotta think about what if if I'm gonna make it home. So that's their mindset. Gotcha. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's important. Not enough people making it home these days. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, and wait, what are some other martial arts? Um, you teach, correct? Yeah, I teach. What yeah, do you wanna, teach? Yeah, I'm I'm ready to get back. It's like mostly, I'm in the Chuck Norris's. I know I teach what they require me to teach so gotcha. like i said everything is um adapting so really it's the tang pseudo yeah so basically that's yeah. the like the base of the style but everything else it's um it's basically chuck norris like mostly self-defense and like we do one steps and we do ground bomb um, grappling too so that's important too like glad you, you include know. it you know what i mean yeah because like you what, said back in the day yeah they didn't so, do any of that yeah, so with you, I know what you do with jujitsu. Mostly, it's ground stuff. Yeah, yeah right. I know what that's probably competition like side of it, right? It is. It hundred percent is, and um, a lot of people have their qualms with that. Um, when I say I do jujitsu, I know, I know for a fact what I'm doing is comp, especially when you put the gi on. So I, I just started gi. That's actually new. Um, I used to always do the the no gi because that's just a little easier. You know, you get those people um that basically you teach a wrestler how to choke and he's doing no gi but um in the gi it's like you're grabbing the jacket and there's different moves for it and it's completely for it's almost like a different martial arts uh, and that's what's keeping me you know excited because it's that new challenge that new thing um it's completely different and a lot of those stuff i think as long as you know like a lot of this stuff you know if someone was punching or if it was a street fight it wouldn't work as long as you know that in my opinion it's fine because I think um, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they criticize certain styles and like, oh, this is the competition thing. It's like, look, that's like telling a boxer be like, oh, by the way, like, you know, there's no referee to break it up if someone grabs you. I think they know that, you know what I mean? So it's like when I learn a jujitsu move and it involves me pulling on a sleeve and pulling on a leg at the same time or something like that, and my face is wide open, I know that's not the move I would use in a self-defense situation. You just have to have that, I guess, experience to know like, you know, this move is for competition and this move over here, that's for, you know, if your life's in danger, but in my opinion, like I said, you hit them twice, you, you run as fast as you can. You do jujitsu when they grab you, in my opinion, you shouldn't go out of your way to grab somebody. You don't know what they got on you. Like I said before, but it's a hundred percent competition. I would say if I were to speak on that though, the one thing that's really good about competing in a martial art, um, is it gives you real life speed, real life intensity, real life. You have to really face somebody's strength. So like, yeah, maybe the moves themselves aren't like, uh, 
maybe like street savvy or whatever, but you're going at a speed and the intensity that you would probably encounter in the street. So like that aspect of it is great. And whereas in training, you almost never go like hundred percent because you're going to injure your training partner. You don't want to punch somebody in the face. You don't want to you know, choke them unconscious or anything like that. So there is some benefits to competition style. I will give you that. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when you talk about like street fighting or like self-defense on a street, you know, there's also legalities, you know, that's mm. one thing that um, Ian Abernathy must talk about. You no, know, of course he's um, a martial artist from England and, you know, I did a couple of mm. seminars with him. He's been talking about like street fight or basically bunkai. It's like applying kata into self-defense. So I don't know if you're familiar with bunkai, but you know, I'm familiar with kata. So like you're saying like the, the forms. Yeah. So basically if you're doing like forms in like um, say tank sudo or even any other um, style, like Shotokan, you know, there's always hitting moves in uh, that kata, like a normal block could be a strike. So gotcha. that's the, the bunkai. So pretty much the, the, the amount of moves you do in a set of a kata, that could be a self-defense um, technique. So but going back to what you're saying about self-defense, it's like, yeah. that's, there's legalities, you know, you know, like you said, you don't want to be choking a person out or just knocking them senseless. You know, it's depending on your, um, if you take it so far, like if you do right. things too early and like too much, yeah, then you're going to be the aggressor. But yet, if you do things too late and then next, yeah. you know, injuries happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's like, it's like a double-edged sword. That's why I just avoid it altogether. They, you know, they can call me whatever name they want. I don't care. I'm not trying to get involved with nothing. At the very worst, you know, someone pulls like a weapon on you and you don't go home that night. At the very best, let's say you um, knock them out. And then there's, like you said, legalities. You don't know who's, you know, did you knock them out in the business? Was it public? You know, you don't know who they know. They might be friends with a lawyer. You, you Someone might come after you afterwards you know, you get jumped. It, it's just, it's, none of that's worth it, man. And then once you realize it's, it's like, you get it. It's like, kind of like fitness. Some people get in for the wrong reasons. They're like, they, they start martial arts. Oh, I want to beat someone's, you know, beat them up, beat, beat my bully up or, you know, like in the movies. And then they leave for the, the right reasons. That's what the instructor, that's what you're for. You know what I mean? To like change their mindsets. Like, no, nah, it's not about that. It's about self-improvement. It's about, you know, self-preservation. It's about fitness. And I noticed like today, all the young kids are getting into fitness. It's like a meme, but it's true. They're getting into fitness because like their heart's broken or they're depressed. And I'm like, that's, you're getting in for the wrong reasons. But as long as you leave for the right reasons, and that's where I come in, you come in and you, and you show them, oh, okay, like maybe you got in for this reason, but maybe you stay for the self-improvement. Maybe you say for the fitness and uh, the longevity of it. And just, you know, just as an outlet, that's fine too, you know? Yeah. I kind of, um, yeah, agree with you with that. You know, with martial arts, you know, I was pretty much bullied my, most of my life. So, mm. I mean, I got in there for like the wrong reasons, but you know, nowadays it's, I don't think about those reasons. I think about like oh, what yeah. the world needs, um, somebody to lead um, these young people or these young kids. Cause you know, yes. they're getting down the wrong path. So I'm telling Absolutely. them, like, I'm telling them like, really, it's like your life is more important than trying to get revenge or, like trying to make our at least trying to um like do whatever but you know intimidate you're, yeah, yeah yeah intimidate yeah into fights uh yeah that that uh, i 100 percent went through that um i think as a kid um watching too much movies honestly <laughs> too too many of those those uh chuck norris movies. no not really the chuck norris movies actually he was a he was more of like a 
good guy, like a reluctant hero. It was all those like action movies, like Wolverine watching the Hulk. I thought I had to be like angry in order to like be cool, be tough. And I think in wrestling, as early as wrestling um, and other sports, and especially with martial arts, um, I learned like, oh, like anger is not really your friend, not so much because if you don't know how to channel your energy, you know, you get too emotional about it. It's not going to work. You're going to get played. You're going to get played out and you're not going to be able to do the moves right. You're not going to, you know, you got to waste your energy too. even lifting weights. Uh, Cause I used to do that too. I didn't learn my lessons. Right. I used to like left. Well, here's the thing is like when you come from an emotional place or a place of like revenge in your mind, you run out of energy real quick. It's like, it's draining. You're all your energy is like up here. You get real tight and then it doesn't work for, it doesn't work for any of this stuff. But yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people are, I think, are on that train where it's like they get in because they're bullied or whatever. But as long as they stay for the right reasons, you know, that's where we come in. Because these kids, like you said, they're going down wrong paths, especially, I don't know, do you grow up in Niagara Falls? Oh, yeah. Born and raised. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, what I'm talking about. So yeah. me and you both Niagara Falls. So we know like these kids and that's a big part of Stack, actually. Stack is trying to um, figure out some program. We got, we got some things in the works. A little surprise uh i won't say on this podcast but um we we're trying to work, get things from the works i've worked with the connection before and the kids there um but we'd like to get into basically get our way into the youth and give them a little outlet to something to do you know besides you know doing their shenanigans which takes like the same energy it's that high energy stuff that they want to do and they're just doing it in the wrong way and you know perhaps get them out of that video game chair you know what i'm saying yeah you play any games uh, I haven't played games in years. I mean, I've played Me like, ar- well, you know, I still got my arcade um, system here um, yeah. on Pandora. So, I mean, I fool around with the classic video games and all that, but, uh, but yeah, but yeah, Mario, like- right. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you Mario for Halloween or, or at least like, one of the years or yeah, I'll like go to Comic-Con. Oh, Comic-Con. Like that. That's yeah. where you go to. Yeah. Hey, those are, those gotta be crazy. I've never been to one of those. Yeah. Just, um, went to fan X before I injured myself. I went to fan expo in Toronto, like four days and, Hmm. It was like a stampede, like compared to the other comic cons I went to, it's like the comic cons I've been to, it's just like calm, like not too many people, but fan expo, it's like, you don't have no um, room to like uh, move. I mean, the traffic. Like shoulder to shoulder in there. Yeah. It's like, usually if you go for a photo op, you're in like a big crowd and then, you know, you got to go through people just to get to um, your photo op. Yeah. Uh, Big difference then between those two, right? Yeah. I mean, with, um. The other Comic Cons, you know, you just stand in line and it's like it's not too crowded. So that's like better. <laughs> hmm. All right. And even more expensive for um the fan expo. Yeah, I have yeah. no frame of reference. I just think they look cool when when you guys post stuff on like the Instagram or something like that. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. even know what to dress up as. Yeah, I mean that's my the fun side of me is like usually if that's like guilty pleasure. We'll get to that um and towards the end of the show. Like <laughs> yeah, sure, pleasure, sure. Yeah. Throw throw uh, me the questions. Throw me the questions. Uh, all right. So yeah, here's uh, something that I wanted to talk about. You know your um your business with um stack. I mean, you could can you like compare that to the gym? Because I know with the gym, you know you know you talk about like most people talk about tonic um gym culture, right? And uh, yeah, of course you you heard of um Joe um Joey Swole, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, I have heard of him. <laughs> oh yeah, he's been posting videos um all over the place. He's all know. over. The, he's all over that the the gym toxic gym culture. Yeah, that's, somebody's that's thing. I say people are either stupid enough to post something on um TikTok or even Instagram, and he's no, you know, he's gonna catch you and he's gonna call people out. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because people people are so delusional. They'll post a video. Some this is like a famous thing. People will walk in front of the video and they'll be like, How rude of them. And I'm like, You're in a public gym and you don't want someone to walk in front of your camera while you're recording them without any consent. Like you nobody asked you to record. It's not your right to record, you know, your, you know, basically thirst trap. Like I get it. Some people want to get their form right, but you don't own the gym. People walk, people can walk by. You know what I'm saying? It's just you're in public. You know, this isn't your private gym. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the reason why you know you got people that want to go to like place for your place, like because you know it's just like that's it's just a fitness place, you know. You know, people don't have either the privacy or the, they don't have the motivation because uh, they go to gym, there's tonic people. And one thing, mostly women, they go to like women's only some yeah. gym. I know Melissa um Cerrito has her own place and um you know mostly that's for women only because you know you you know yeah. you got those creepy people that um creepy guys just like because that uh that gym yeah. used to have a women's only room yeah so they were growing accustomed to that so like all those people are like oh no now it's just out in the open it's like yeah I mean it's weird because it's like it's kind of like what people ask for but at the same time you don't like it type of thing uh but yeah, a lot of people do come to me and they're like, yeah, I don't know what I'd do if I had to go to a public gym. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I think everyone should experience it so they don't get the social anxiety. Cause I think, you know, I was, you know, big into overcoming your own fears, but yeah, a lot of people will go to these um, smaller places because it's not crowded. You know what I mean? They're not, they don't have to deal with the, you know, social anxiety or like, the interactions and the recording, like imagine you're working out, you're just trying to get your workout in, go to your job or whatever. And then someone's recording a video and you're like in the background, it's like, I don't want to be in someone's Instagram video. What if it goes viral and it's just my face right there. Some people don't like that. Like if I was in the background, I wouldn't be care, but not everyone thinks that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's why people just kind of get away from um, going to the gym. And, you know, for me, you know, when I was um, teaching my classes, like, I mean, even after the pandemic, I don't get a lot of people because of um, people who are fearful to go to the gym or getting COVID. Yeah. You know, you know, it kind of puts a big stain on me because, you know, I go there, I want to at least do a good fitness class because, you know, that's yeah. what I love to do. But yet you, I don't have enough people, you know, I don't like to leave, leave early because of that. And, you know, but luckily I get my workout before the class, so I can't be totally mad about it, but you know, right. that's just the thing that needs to grow again because, uh, of the pandemic hitting. Yeah. Yeah. After the pandemic is crazy. And, um, a lot of people got home gyms now. And let me tell you something, I own a small gym, so it's kind of like a home gym. Let me tell you something. The, the prices went up crazy, like the raw materials for steel and wood and all that stuff. I'm like, I don't even know if people can afford the gym. So I think if people eventually will probably end up going back if they haven't already, I don't know. How's, um, how's, um, the class is going now. I mean, before I got injured, you know, I was able to get like at least six people in the class or at least six to eight. So that's at least an improvement for like the past couple months. So and forgive I mean, me. I don't know the name of the class is like some sort of cardio kickboxing class you do, or is it a specific name? Well, before um, crunch um, kind of uh, changed into like uh, before mm-hmm. road trip changed to crunch. I mean, I was doing body combat and that's, yes. that's, like, the, that's like the only list mills class I was certified. And I love doing that class. I remember you know, that one. Yeah, there was like body pump, body um, flow, body step, all those classes. You know, me, I was doing just body combat because of my 
martial arts background, but now yes. since Crunch came in, you know, for me, I had to learn the different classes, the, the Crunch brand classes, and yeah. at the same time be certified in AFA and get all this other certification. And, you know, I had to learn all these classes. So it's more than just doing martial arts type classes. It's like doing weightlifting, like uh, cardio type um, endurance, like hip classes. Yeah. yeah. So basically that's our even just only abs classes. So that's pretty much the whole crunch um, industry or the crunch. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, like curriculum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I trust me. I, I had to jump through those hoops too before I left uh, crunch. But I mean, I can't be too mad. I got it. Look, kind of looks good on my resume. I got all these certifications now. <laughs> it's funny because like the more certs I get, the less I use all of them. Because it's like it's the same thing. I'm like with the well-roundedness. I'm like just all over the place. A kettlebell, TRX, like you know, all that stuff. But you know, it's fun. I got a couple trips to New York City to get trained. And but yeah, how would you uh, compare those class or those um? I guess I don't even know what to call it. Those certifications or that, that um, style of class to the old ones. Do you like, like the new crunch ones? Well, that's getting used to it. And it's like, it's so much like it's, it's the, um, the platform or the format of the class, you know, it's like, I got, I create my own um, workout, but I got to oh, go good. with the, I got to go with the, um, the format of the um, class. But the, the good thing about being an AFA certified, you know, I can make my own classes. Like that's good. I, I go to other um, places to um, do class. Like, of course, I go to Lewiston and, you know, um, this um, one lady that um, I did class or taught classes um, with, um, she hired me to be an instructor at her, her place. So I'm doing. Wow, that's own, dope, man. Yeah. I'm doing my own classes. Like before the pandemic hit, I was like getting like five, like at least like two classes a week for, um, for the, um, for that place. But, you know, like before the pandemic, I end up teaching like five fitness classes, but now with the pandemic, oh. it's just one class a week. Damn, really? Yeah. That's but, crazy. But it kind of reversed for my martial arts. You know, I went from teaching two classes a week to like teaching five. So yeah. Or five times a week. So, so you, you kind of like switched almost. Yeah. But yeah, it's still the um, benefits. I mean, you know, I still get paid and that's, yeah, that's most important. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I of course, all right, Absolutely. so let's uh, so I understand. Yeah, you talked about your sisters being um competition. Like you know, were you just in competition with each other, or you you guys help each other? <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously, we were in different stuff, but my sisters were in the exact same sport. And you know, it's a funny story because they were never they were extremely competitive, but not against each other because they saw themselves as you win. That means I win. So I'll explain. This is a funny thing. Uh, Venus and Melody were actually in the same division. Uh, there was short. It was about height, not by weight. It's um, short, medium, tall bikini. And what they would do is Melody would just lie about her height. So they would be in two different divisions. So they would both win the division. Like, So they both win, right? And then they both meet each other in the finals. And then what ended up happening is uh they would win every, their division and then melody would win the whole overall but here's the thing they didn't see it as well i didn't see it as like oh melody beat venus right venus trained melody melody didn't train venus so venus was a trainer for a while you i'm sure you remember that yeah so it was a win either way and it, it and like um and bikini they kind of favor a little bit longer taller person even though melody wasn't like that much taller she lied about her height but every time they went out there they won their division and then win the um one of them would win the overall, you know what I'm saying? And 
it was hilarious to me that Melody would just lie about her height and they wouldn't check it. So they, they got to both win each division, but um, <laughs> there was never animosity or jealousy. It, like I said, it Venus trained when um, on the off season, Venus trained Melody, and then they would eventually go with the Primaranos. Um, and they would just clean house. They were um, killing the game. And I think Melody ended up actually doing a couple fitness classes. I don't know if um, you saw any of that. She did, um, it was world gym at the time. So this is kind of like things were a little bit more, you know, wild, wild west, you know, you yeah. kind of just recruit someone. So she caught, taught a couple, um, the body pump, the new, actually, I think Venus and Melody taught body pump before. Um, I think it was body pump is the barbells It's all barbells. Yeah. Yeah. That was when it was brand new. I remember the DVDs playing in my house and they had to learn it. And we, I went to the class to support it. And it was like, I just a ton of reps. It was like half reps, then full reps. It was like, almost like doing sevens. You ever do sevens or 21s with biceps. It was like that the whole time. And I was, dang, this is kind of hard actually. So I had a little bit more respect for the uh, fitness classes. Cause you know, at the time I was over, you know, powerlifting all, you know, but um, yeah, they actually brought it in. And then eventually she stopped. She didn't like, uh, uh, she didn't like being in front of a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. You got to get used to that, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much used to it. Like after like teaching um, martial arts classes and uh, being in pro wrestling, you know, like in pro wrestling, I'm in front of people all the time. It's yes. like, you know, when I'm out there, it's like, it's kind of anxiety, but like once you get used to it, it's like you see the people disappear. You're more focused on what you're doing. And, you know, with teaching, it becomes more fun because I make a comedy act out of it. It's like, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's such an interesting one, because it's like that's like um, if you mess up as in front of everybody. There's no like retakes. Like, let me edit this out real quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you mess up. I don't know. You could hurt yourself, too. You got to be pretty <laughs> athletic for that one. Yeah. But um, yeah, I used to watch that religiously, but. I can only keep up with one sport now. I used to watch football, wrestling, and UFC, even baseball and hockey. Now nah, I only can you know, keep up with the UFC, man. Barely yeah. can keep up with it. Yeah, I mean, I I can't even keep up with WWE anymore. I mean, no. I mean, it's not as interesting, you know. I'm watching pretty much Peacock, the old classic wrestling. So that's yeah. like the the wrestling I was into. But you know, I'm more into like the independent um wrestling because you know I go to these shows like all over the place, like uh, mostly Buffalo, Canada. And like, usually, yeah. Oh yeah. That's where I start. That's where I started my training. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's like a nice little field trip. Yeah. Well, it wasn't too far from from the border. So yeah. Now, now it's, you know, it's a little problem to get over over the border from what I heard. I don't really, I haven't traveled over, but. Oh yeah. No, but it's not easy. I've got been over there. That's just like, now they just restricting the, um, like COVID tests. So you don't have to take a yeah. COVID test to go over there. You know, yeah, what is it like? You got to get a COVID test before and after or just um, one of them? Well, you could take a home test. They, they don't tell, ask you if you have a COVID test, you know, now it's like you just ask for your, um, well, you know, you have to do an app and stuff. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have to put all your information on the app and then like, you have to like set up a day that you're want to go over and day and time. And then of course they, you just give them your like. So you can't be spontaneous. You can't just be like, I'm going to Canada today. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's like if you decide to go Canada, like for me, I had to do the app like four times just to <laughs> go over the the fan expo and mostly to see my niece. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I have a a client's wife is uh, Canadian, so when she comes over, um, 
or, or when she she'll tag along on some of the workouts and she'll have to come over the border and it takes a while but um yeah uh yeah i mean glad um it used to be that she had to fly over she said it was easier to fly over than it was to drive over because of all the the weight and the stipulations so at least that's not happening no more during covid oh my gosh <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey so you just um, made your goal into um, creating this, um, your home fitness um, center. Like, you have any other uh, ultimate goals you're go- aiming for right now? I got too many goals, TJ. I got too many goals. But um, so uh, as far as the business goes, like I said, the involvement, um, um, I could probably be more specific when, you know, uh, I, when all these things come in fruition. But basically, um, to get involved with the kids coach the strength and conditioning i won't be involved in any sports uh specifically more like off season that's why i want to eventually get into and i actually want to um hold competitions um i don't need it to be sanctioned um i would like to hold um a strongman like beginner competition because this area doesn't see any strongman competitions the ones i've been to are register and i had my athletes uh preparing for a strongman competition in rochester and i have some athletes that have compete in strongman and the Rochester events, but, um, I've traveled to Florida for them, um, because they're just not as prevalent as something like a powerlifting meet. You can look at powerlifting meet, you can find one, you know, next month, but I want to get like a beginner's one, you know what I'm saying? Unsanctioned, something like that. Something. So, so people don't go into their first one, like totally unexperienced because these are all completely different implements. You know what I mean? Like nobody's even seen an Atlas stone. Everyone knows what a barbell looks like, but nobody, you know, knows what it's like to pick up a sandbag. If I would recommend anything, by the way, on a side note, if you want to get something uh, for a home gym, get a sandbag, fill it up with sand. It doesn't hurt your garage floor or your whatever floor because it's filled with sand. That give you one hell of a workout. You can do a ton of stuff with it. But anyways, oh uh, yeah, I want to hold competitions like uh, beginning strongman, um, and I want to do um, one day do what's called, I guess I would call it a sports combine for the kids. You know, have you seen the NFL combine? They're running the 40. They're doing yeah. a vertical. They're doing a bunch of stuff. I would make it so like, you know, the real popular stuff, like people want to do the 40. People want to do the uh, the vertical. And I'd add some other my own, you know, fitness stuff in there, maybe like a sandbag thing or something like that. Or um, for military, they got to throw the medicine ball behind them. Whoops. Medicine yeah. ball behind them. Like something like that. Just to give some something to uh, for the kids to look forward to, to competing in because kids love games they love competition and it can kind of be like their mini version of it and like uh besides that one day turn my performance center into more of a gym gym like 24 hour, hour access um shoot what other ones <laughs> all of them all the goals but um at stuff like that as far as um the business goes um, I'm kind of open to different directions as well. So like nothing's in stone yet until like I get it down solid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what was the other gym that your, um, your sister pr- uh, trained in? What was the name of that? Uh, it was on military road for a while. Then it moved to Buffalo Avenue. Uh, that was pre Murano's They uh, they, <clears throat> they did, spe- they specialized in uh, bodybuilding. Oh yeah. So it's, yeah. do you think that's more of a competition to like where you're at? Cause I know you're on Buffalo Avenue as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's like, that kind of fills the niche of bodybuilding. I don't think there's any other gym that's just bodybuilding. Like most people that go there, I think are actually competing or just used to compete or are bodybuilders maybe. Um, whereas my gym, I think would be a built more for performance. 
Uh, so like, um, obviously strongman stuff would be there and I'd be the only gym that has strongman equipment, uh, to the extent that I do some, some gyms have, I know for a fact, some gyms might have a couple stones or logs or maybe sandbags, but I got everything. I got farmers. I got circus dumbbell. I got the space for it. I got turf too. Um, but yeah, I would be more like interested in more like a performance. So i uh, make sure that there's space, you know, that like area and crunch where there's like the turf. Yeah. That'd be more so the look of my gym like where you got all the space you got the turf you can do athletic stuff i got a punching bag in there of course mm-hmm. you know gotta have it yeah um but yeah like where you can do kind of like obviously you know my background well-rounded workout but more geared towards like athletes and strongman for sure so i don't know if and i think i'd be filling that niche because i don't think there's any strongman or just purely athletic gyms in this area there's powerlifting. there's bodybuilding and then there's obviously martial arts places and crunch esport, which is kind of like just um, general population fitness. People just want to get in there and work out. So yeah. I, I think I wouldn't be competing with that many people per se, is to answer your question very long windedly. <laughs> yeah. So who would you say you would look up to during your journey? Like, is there any certain like person that you see that's your inspiration? So I was a big YouTube guy when I was like in high school. Um, so I already mentioned um, Elliot Hulse. His, he was actually a strong man. He, he trained athletes as well. So a huge inspiration. Kind of, I kind of ripped off a lot of his stuff and I didn't even realize it. Um, most of his old stuff. I think he's, he's like political now. I'm not really on that bandwagon. <laughs> in yeah. fact, yeah, yeah. I don't try to talk about politics and religion in my gym as, as much as possible. But um. Yeah, all his old stuff, and also I got into Alan Thrall as another YouTuber. Um, he actually founded his gym on strongman equipment as well and powerlifting stuff like that. Um, so like I guess I kind of modeled my like vision kind of after those two. Um, I hate to be that person, but like I don't know if I have like a hero, but there's I'm definitely like copying people that are more successful than me, and I'm very open minded to different avenues to success and avenues to serving the community. Cause that's ultimately, I think, I think that's ultimately what it is. Cause if I just wanted to be successful, I don't think I'd be in fitness. I think people in fitness, uh, yeah, there's a lot of money to be made, like, especially like, in, you know, if uh, Instagram doing whatever, but I think if I was only after like a certain level of success, I wouldn't be in fitness at all. So it's, it's, it's more about like what service can I give, you know, based off of my skills and my desires. So. I don't know if I have a very specific hero in mind, but those are some people I definitely ripped off, if I could say that. Well, you know, I can't say I've ripped off from people. You know, I just take what um, seems yeah, maybe. like it could, could work for me and then I kind of modify it. So, so yeah, maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm just uh, throwing jabs at myself right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So is there any, like, other subjects that you that you think people need to know about fitness? Like, like say... I know you um, study like um, how to do good uh, workouts, but do you also study like anatomy? Like, you know, like injuries mostly. Um, I wouldn't say I specialize in injuries and stuff, but I think, I think a lot of um, research is coming out now. And a lot of people kind of like, they really, especially now with um, the internet and Instagram and TikTok, there's a lot of like, what's called the science-based community. Whereas they almost don't do anything with gut instinct anymore. They're like, oh, this study proves that this workout does that. And this workout does this. I mean, I think what we're also finding with studies is that a lot of the research is not reliable. (laughs) Ironically, in studies, um, 
I'd say like pain tolerance and stuff. They're finding out weird stuff. So like lower back injuries, um, a lot of it's linked to psychology. So like, if you think something's going to hurt you, it'll end up hurting you. And it's just something, and it's something that was really hard to communicate to clients or to people without sounding like a bro scientist where it's like, okay, bro, like pseudoscientist. Cause it's like, kind of like that. All it's all in your head. We're finding out it's all in your head is actually true a lot of times. So someone will get injured, let's say on a deadlift or something like that. And they'll be like, Oh, deadlifts are bad for you. It injures your back. Next time they deadlift, they get injured again. It's because of this. You're anticipating injury. And we're finding out like, you know, these pain receptors are kind of linked to psychology, psychological events. So like you get injured doing some activity, your body's going to send pain receptors basically to that area to tell you, no, we're not doing this again. Last time we did this, uh, we got hurt. So danger is afoot, you know? So that's what pain is. And that's why uh, people aren't flexible either. I don't know if people know this flexibility is like, I wouldn't say it's like a myth, but the reason why I can't touch my toes or something like that is because your body's sending so much pain receptors because they don't know if that's dangerous or not. So you just got to expose it to yourself every day. That's just how lifting is. You have to, if you do a deadlift and hurt your back, you got to start out with lighter weight and more frequently. So your back gets used to, oh, okay, having all this weight on my back is kind of all right. And you can build your strength up to it. But I think a lot of people uh, discount the psychology factor. So it's all in your head is turning out to be scientifically true. So if that, if I can contribute that one is don't be afraid, everybody, you know, don't be afraid of deadlifting and um, using your back muscles. You got to get slowly used to it. And it is apparently all in your head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a- I just don't want people to be fearful is my whole thing. I don't like, I don't like um, telling people to be too safe. You know what I mean? They got to go out there and you got to explore and, and test yourself. And some people are just way, way too safe in, in my opinion. Yeah. So it kind of, um, um, derives from, um, martial arts as well. Cause you know, people are so fearful of getting hit. You know, mm. I've been, I've been doing this for like 25 years. You know, I've been kicked, I've been punched. I've been yeah. thrown. I mean, I had cracked ribs and, you know, I ripped my toe open and, you know, here I am with knee injury. Well, I'm sure in know. the WWE you get beat up too. Cause you gotta, you gotta uh, plan that out. Right. When you get slammed. <laughs> oh yeah. But I mean, mostly it's, yeah, it is contact, but you know, it's not like you yeah. actually are getting hit with an actual punch. It's like, you're making contact, but you know, when you get taken bumps, right, right. yeah, that's, you can feel it. And yeah, you want to beat sure up all around though. <laughs> Yeah, you want to make sure you're bumping the um, the correct way, and then uh, and you're like take like run the ropes the correct way. Like for me, yeah. it's like like for people who do dives. Like for me, I want to be able to do dives properly and not end up messing with my knee like I did before. So Ellie, or just don't do dives at all. Just do something different. That's right. Will seem awesome. But yeah. yeah, like my whole thing is like you can like not work out at all, not do martial arts, not do sports not do contact sports, not don't do anything with your life. You won't get injured <laughs> or maybe. Yeah. Or you could like not let it drag you down. Cause out of all the contact sports I do. Yeah. I had a ton of little injuries, big injuries. You can't let it slow you down. Cause like you're really living and I'll be damned if I get an injury and I'm not even doing anything physical. And that's very possible. They're actually a, another little research thing. They're finding out people with back problems, that don't work out is more common than people that do manual labor or work out their, the back problems are disproportionate. So like you think, Oh, going to the gym will give you back problems. I mean, not going to the gym will give you back problems in the end. So, so it's like, 
you doing all the, the sports and like, yeah, I'm not saying like, I'm glad you injured your knee, but it's like, I don't think, and you're not afraid. I shouldn't be telling you this, but like you get injured. Don't be afraid to get back in there and like, you know, live your life, do what you want to do. Don't be like, Oh, I have a bum knee now. Or, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not telling you this because I think, you know, yeah. But yeah, don't be afraid. I would say that to, to the people. It's like, go out there and get your lumps and bumps and to, Oh, to speak to that martial arts thing you said. Yeah. I think people don't understand. I'm not saying go out there and get punched in the face, but I think you'd be surprised. Like the human human body is pretty robust. Uh, get, you know, you're not, we're not all breakable is what I say. We're not right. all as breakable as you think. Don't Man. go out there and get punched though on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it happens, <laughs> happens a couple of times for me, but you know, I just brush it off. Yeah. I, I pretend it didn't happen. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) All right. So, what motivational or inspiral, inspirational quote that best describes your journey? Oh man, that's a tough one, right? Yeah. Oh. Oh, don't worry. This is the last. I would have probably. Yeah, I was about to say I would have probably been better prepared if I thought about it. But I would say uh, no, no, no. I think I think I got a couple, but um, I would say um. For me as a a personal trainer, I have one, one of the best quotes, which is people, and this is great for me personally, for my ego and for my um, complexes that I have is people don't care much about how much, you know, but they want to know how much you care. So like you could, you could have all this knowledge, right? But the client, the person that you're helping, if you truly want to help someone, it's more important that you care more than like what you know. So you can know all this stuff, but if you don't care, it doesn't make a damn di- bit of difference. You know what I'm saying? So that's a big quote for me as a professional trainer uh, uh, that says, uh, stays with me in terms of like um, knowing that what my success is, is my client's success. It's not like, oh, what am I being successful? It's like, how am I uh, helping these people to the best of my ability? But um I probably have another quote, but that might be that might be it for today. I can't think of a, a nice inspirational one. I'm sure there is one though. Oh, here's one I can. Oh, I always kind of um think about is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me hear yours. And, uh, it's it's better to humble yourself and be praised after than the praise mm-hmm. than to praise yourself than be humble after. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one, and that's so true. Yeah, to be honest, and and nothing will humble you more than um, martial arts and working out and fitness, and that's why I think everyone should do it. You know. You know, you know, you got so many people that are ex- exalting themselves, you know, they looking for that attention, you know, like you say, they film in a gym and, you know, they're saying like they want people to look at their form. It's like, you know, I mean, they need ev- to be humbled the most. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, not everybody's going to look at your form and say that you need, you need help or that's good or everything. But, you know, it's like you're humbled, like by like people will watch you no matter what. It's like for me, it's like. I don't expect people to watch me go crazy on the elliptical, like which I used to do for when it was full gym. <laughs> I remember that actually. Yeah, I still hold the record for two hours and five minutes. I mean, I Jesus. I don't have a I haven't been on the elliptical for a while, but I know I can still run as fast on the elliptical. Yeah. Yeah, once your knee's good, you're back on it, right? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> ah. All right, so now we reached our um, fun um, segment of uh, the interview. I call oh, this a hidden. I call this a hidden gym. So this is we can ask you seven questions, and pretty much this is the fun part of you. So all right, so here's the first question: the best advice you ever gotten, and who said it? Best advice I ever gotten. Oh man! All right, so 
back in end trip, I was taking the end trip uh, personal training certification. Um, I don't know if this was advice, but it was like a humbling moment, I guess you could say. But it was um, my instructor, John Strong. Uh, I forget what I did to, to get to this conversation, but I'll never forget it for all of my days. He, he looked at me and I was a young kid, you know, obviously uh, fresh out of high school. He was like, and I can tell he was, he was going to say it mean enough so I would get it, but nice enough so I would like receive it. He was like, you got some growing up to do. And it was like just enough mean without saying like you're a childish or you're, you're immature, but it was like just enough cushion for me to like be accepted. I remember I was about to say something like, oh, like you don't know me or something like that. And I remember being like, shut up and just take it. This is your moment to be like, to learn something. Cause I knew exactly what he was talking about and he didn't need to extrapolate. He said exactly the perfect amount of words. And I don't know why, well, I do know why. But I'll remember that for all of my days. He said, you have some growing up to do. And just that, that for some reason, I wish I could, I wish that could like cut deeper for everybody listening because it cut so deep for me, but it was so simple. Like you have some growing up to do. It wasn't like you're immature, you're a child, even though that's probably what he could have said, but it was like, it's not over. You might be immature now, but it's not over. So you have some growing up to still do. And it kind of like opened my eyes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe he's right. And I really so badly wanted to say something. But I don't know if that's advice, but it, it worked just the same, I would say. Hey, Never forget hey, that. Well, yeah, I say that. Like, really, it's like you keep your eyes and ears open and uh, coach your mouth shut. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how it is. You know, you know, you always want to. I really badly wanted to say something. <laughs> I remember that so bad. And I was like, no, no, you won't regret it if you just shut up and take it right now. And and that's still to this day, I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't say nothing back because I wanted to say some, I wanted to like, you know, get my hit back. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you said yeah. something to insult me, but that, but he was right because only a, only a, a child would try to retort back. So he kind of got me there. Yeah. I'll never yeah. forget. I'll never forget that for all of my days. I don't know what it is. Hey, all right. Here goes the next question. Usually people don't get this one. The worst advice you could have gotten. Worst advice I've ever gotten? Oh, man. Whew, try to block that one out, right? I don't know. what the, Yeah, you're right. That's a hard one to get. Maybe my brain's blocking it out. I'm sure I've gotten a ton of worse advice. Probably worse the effect, like don't like trust your instincts or something like that. I don't know if it was exactly that, but th- this person would always allude to like, go by the book and don't trust like what you think type of th- it wasn't those exact where they it wasn't like they sat me down and said this but i remember this person would always allude to like go by the book don't trust like what you think and uh, that couldn't be further from the truth especially for myself i the you know uh most of my brand is kind of going a little bit against the grain just a little bit you got to challenge it a little bit and same, and same thing with fitness so like, that's probably the worst advice. Cause if I listened to that, I wouldn't be anywhere. Uh, I would be, which is kind of like, just follow the crowd type of mentality. Like is what I heard anyway. I'm sure they were trying to convey something else, but yeah, that's gotta be the worst advice. If I were to personify, it'd be like, uh, don't trust your instincts. It's not true. Definitely trust your instincts. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like the um, rules of the road. You know, they tell you don't speed past um, <laughs> six sixty five, and you do it anyway. Or don't go past the uh, 
the salt line, you do it anyway. So yeah, yeah so well, you know, here, here's the clarification though. I don't mean trust your emotions. Emotions yeah. will trick you. Yeah. But do trust your instincts. Your instincts are usually right, and it's usually the emotions that get you in trouble because your emotions will tell you to do something on impulse. So that's yeah. not to be confused. I don't promote that part. Yeah. All right. How would you reward yourself? You know, this, I call this the guilty pleasure. Oh, man. I try not to, I, you know, we always tell people not to think of food as a reward, mm-hmm. which yeah. I don't, I don't really, but, um, oh man, that's a tough one. I don't know. That shouldn't be a tough one, right? Yeah. I mean, it can't be just food. I mean, you think about like, you're working hard with your clients and with yourself, you know, do you ever have a relaxation, go on vacation? Yeah, that's what I would say. It, cause, cause I would say like the scene does involve food, but it's not about the food. So like my relaxation after I'm busy and my, my job is fairly social, even though it's only one person I'm like talking all the time is like be by myself, order myself pizza, either watch a movie or fights all by myself. But that's like, like for some reason that's rewarding. And what it does is actually it makes me want to be around people again. So I don't know. So I don't want to make it seem like uh, eating bad food is like my reward. But it's just like kind of like not doing nothing for a little bit because I'm always like working out, doing something. I got to get this appointment. I'm talking to people, just me by myself, doing the things I want, watching a fight, watching a movie, eating pizza, laying on the couch, being like kind of like lazy just for a little bit, talking to nobody. And then what usually happens is I'm ready to be social again. I'm ready to work out again. I'm ready to, you know, be busy again. So I'd say that's probably my guilty pleasure. Yeah, so like for me, like of course I always go to a convention in Las Vegas. That's like my guilty pleasure. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing all these work, um, like working like uh, forty hours a week, and then of course doing fitness classes, cry classes, and that's I go to this convention. It's that's like almost relaxations. Like, like we just oh, only yeah, do, we don't, yeah, we only do a little bit of stuff, and then from there it's like I'm in my hotel room watching like Netflix and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, that that's a nice feeling too, like being in a hotel. Yeah, and you, know, you ain't got nothing to do next couple hours you can do whatever you want <laughs> everyone likes that one that's a generic answer generic answer but it's all right yeah. all right what famous celebrity would you like to work out with oh what's famous celebrity wouldn't i want to work out with there's so many right yeah i think a popular one i think someone else said this was like i think everyone would want to work out the rock uh yep that's the common answer it's a common answer i saw so many episodes so i was like can't say rock can't say like john zener or something like that this already been said but i'll i'll give you one beside i would say i have a few youtube people i want to work out with like i don't throw alley holes i already mentioned them but i'm gonna mention one guy he's actually passed away i would want to work out with and this is greg plitt greg Plitt, you ever heard of him he said he used to have the most motivational videos on the internet I would bring him back if we're if I'm allowed to. I'll bring him back to life and work out with him. I'm sure yeah. people said Arnold Schwarzenegger as well, but I got to go with my original, Greg Plitt, real original. Would definitely want to work out with him. He's crazy motivational. Old videos on the internet. Go look him up. That's old school, man. That's like beginning of the YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's crazy, man. That would be crazy. I mean, I mean, for me, I mean, call me ironic. I would say Carl Weathers. Yeah, oh, wow. I would. I probably would work out. I with thought him. you would have said uh, like The Rock or something like that. Too. Well, you know The Rock, but you know you yeah. think of like Rocky Balboa. Yeah, I'd be Sylvester Stallone and um, Apollo Creed. Or yes, yeah. that's another one. 
Yeah, I, I mean, try not to, I tried to be original though, because there's like there's like twenty. The list is like twenty people long. Let's be real, right? Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I'm kind of mad because he, um, Carl Weathers was at the fan expo that I was at, and you know, I didn't get to actually meet oh. him or take a picture with him. But you know, that'd be something awesome if I actually had the opportunity. I know he's kind of um old now, and yeah, but you know, but nevertheless, he probably could still work out like um his character Apollo. Yeah, Creed but it's like. Yeah, he probably has good knowledge of it too, and stuff like that. That's the one. That's another thing is like, because like if we were to choose Arnold Schwarzenegger now, yeah, maybe he wouldn't be doing a crazy workout. But the right here, the knowledge and experience is the big one. Yeah. But um, if Craig Play was still alive, for sure, I would pick him. All right. Uh, here's the next question. Uh, secret talent. Secret talent. I wouldn't say I have a secret talent, but I do have secret hobbies. Um, I used to draw all the way through um, high school. I kind of stopped. So my skills kind of like are at like that middle school, high school level because I didn't continue with it. But I I used to draw all the time. I used to draw like Spartans and like um, WWE wrestlers and football players and stuff like that. Animals, a lot of animals. Um, So I don't even know if I have hobbies or I'm sorry, interests or talents rather i have interests and hobbies i would say like um i like i like um i like like weapon i like actually uh throwing knives i don't know if you you know what i'm talking about like with it they, there's a couple ways to throw you can throw by the blade the handle and then you can put it in your hand like this it's called combat style yeah i like throwing throwing knives and i would say my interest would be like history and like weapons and warfare like pre-gunpowder so yeah. like I would say like a lot of people wouldn't probably know that until I told them. But other than that, probably animals, like drawing animals, like watching like all those documentaries about them. But I think everyone likes animals, right? Yeah. I mean, I ain't own no tiger. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's uh, that's a no go. Can't uh-uh. trust them. Way too big. You, you know, you can't trust it because you can't trust cats. The only reason why cats don't kill you is because they're small. Yeah. Now you get a tiger wants to scratch you you're done oh yeah one time but yeah i guess i don't have any talents maybe just interests <laughs> i mean if um they're looking for a replacement for james Earl jones i could definitely fit that role yeah <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> yeah. yeah all right if you were in a movie what um kind of movie would you be in oh i'm gonna give you the most generic answer i'd be in one of those underdog sports movies or i'd be in one of those um uh like them spartan greek movies i would have said marvel which is also a super generic answer i know that yeah but i'm not super happy with marvel and disney right now not super happy with it yeah it's it's oversaturated right there's too many of them yeah really it's like the stories start to run together (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i would definitely be in one of those sports movies where oh the underdog come from behind win type of stuff or like yeah. the coach. I wouldn't be I wouldn't mind being like the inspirational coach, you know what I'm saying? Like Coach Carter, that's a great one. Something like that. I'm a, I'm probably be that in real life, so shoot, we can make a movie afterwards. <laughs> or like uh what was that movie or what um Hurt Brooks? Um it was like um Kurt Russell played her bird uh Hurt Brooks. Uh yeah. what, was that, what was that movie called? I know that was um it was um it was I'd be based off if of, I didn't know it. Yeah, I know it's based off of um the 80s um the 1980s um, Winter Olympics, yeah, and the hockey team um, won it. Blake Plaxit, yeah. Oh, 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 oh! What's the name? Damn. Did you say the name? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I. Oh, know yeah, what... sports movies are the best, man. Yeah, 
you got yeah uh you gotta like obviously big fan of the rocky movie stuff something like that like come from behind you know what i'm saying like when underdog all that stuff that corny stuff i'm into that for sure that's what i would be in yeah no it's kind, of, yeah, it's kind of ironic that i'm into like um these um hockey and basketball movies but i don't actually watch the sport yeah <laughs> yeah 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 same for sure yeah oh 100 all right okay final question 10 years from now 10 years from now is that the question just 10 years from now <laughs> yeah so like from now to like the next 10 years where you see yourself where do I see myself? I see myself doing pretty much what all the goals that I laid out earlier, holding competitions, coaching the kids on uh, strength and conditioning. Um, pretty much uh, just keep on doing martial arts and stuff. I think by 10 years, eh, I don't know. I might keep competing like because I'll be in like a new division. I would assume like the, the um, get ready for – I don't know what kind of divisions there are actually. I was going to say like, you know, the older divisions, I definitely see myself trying to compete in that. Cause that, that would be like about experience and fitness at that point, I think. But um, yeah, doing that, you know, um, and perhaps at that point I'd start in the family. I don't know. I'm uh I'm like t- almost 28 now. So that put me just under 40. So I'd be getting ready for that over 40 division in martial arts. You know what I'm saying? That's what, that's where I'll take over. I was a late starter, but I think I'll take over in the 40s. I'll be the 40, 40 year old champ. (laughs) But uh, yeah, exactly. Running the competitions. And then like, honestly, well, I think the most important thing is trying to inspire the next generation to continue what I'm doing. Cause obviously I can't, can't live forever. So I think equally as important as you influencing and you serving the community is getting a, uh, uh, what's that word? I want to say replacement, but like a, a protege, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because you can't do it alone. This whole, this whole image of like, uh, do everything by yourself. That's a huge image I used to have. Like, Oh, I don't need nobody's help type of stuff, but you can do so much more with more people. So I would say try to influence an old Al because Cause I actually have a silent partner and if without my um, silent partner, I wouldn't be anywhere I'm at because he is the more of the business expertise and he's been put in connections. I want to do that for, for the young people coming up, trying to own businesses, trying to um, start fitness, you know, trying to influence the community, like how I want to in the next 10 years, basically. Yeah. That's an important um, one. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. All right. So before we kind of um, uh, get to the end of this um, podcast, uh, is there any last minute words you'd like to say to the listeners out there? Nothing, nothing crazy, man. Um, I would say the same thing I said before to reiterate, don't be scared, go out there and do different things, find new challenges, it, especially if, I, you know, cause my influence is in the gym. If I were to say one thing is get new challenges because as much as you love it right now, I see people burn out. I see people burn out in the gym all the time. And, and that's, also why I feel like I can't burn out. got to do too many different types of things. So like I never get bored and just do new things to challenge yourself because you got to stay in the game because it's easier to stay in shape than to get in shape. So yeah, nothing dramatic, just something like more practical advice there. I'd say just yeah. get after it, challenge yourself, stay in the game, stay in the game. Yeah. All right. So, that's like that. That's always the best advice. Stay in the game. Just don't sit on the bench. Yeah, because some people, because some people like they want to give up, and it's like, man, look at go to the gym, 
maybe you're not as excited as you used to be, but you know, you got to stay, stay in the game. It's like a love. You don't, you don't always have that passion, but it'll come back. Passion's emotion. Can't rely on those. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that and all, I got to actually um, say, um, actually meet this one uh, elderly lady, El- elderly lady. She always is running. Like, really it's like, and I actually, actually had to talk, uh, talk to her at Walmart. And she said, um, she pretty much runs like almost every day of the week or, and really? she doesn't stop. So, and I was just like, almost like um commend her like what she's doing and you know stuff like she seems so inspirational like yeah really, i was like it's like yeah. that's the thing i when i i actually look out for people's like when i see them like in high park running it's like i always have to at least talk to them or they see me they yeah. talk to me and then it's like vice versa it's like yeah this person really is what looking at like how hard i'm working out there so yeah it's it's just something something is kind of um yeah drawing it's, that's inspiring that's yeah. what I want to be. I want to be a badass 40 year old. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a late starter, so I might as well roll with it. But um, yeah, I'm a, I always said this and now I don't see it as a, a competition, but when I was younger, I was like, I'm a, I'm a, I might not be like amazingly talented or amazingly like strong physique, but I know I'm gonna outlast everybody. Like I said, I don't have that to- kind of toxic mentality. That's like me against them now, but I always wanted to last a long time and be staying in this fitness for a while. All right. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a lot, lot said. There was a lot yeah. said. Yeah. It's a workout. Yeah. I don't want to get too right. tired though, but all right, right. So thank you very much for joining me on the um, fit fighter podcast. So I uh, hope everything goes well with you and your, um, your business. And then of course, uh, hopefully I can roll up in there one day and just at least get yeah, myself absolutely. back in there. All right. So, all right. So I'm going to do my little closing of the podcast. All right, everybody. So for those just tuning in, tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the fit fighter podcast. This is your um, host TJ Williams closing the gym. Ah, uh, yes. Good.